and listen to that as it transcends sports, talks about life, talks about redemption, talks about second chances. And Hugh Freeze is a guy that, you know, I uh, was part of an interview that was done on Fox Sports Radio a little bit over a year ago, and he gave us an hour of his time as maybe the first time he had spoken since all of the things had gone down. And he was incredibly candid in that interview. And afterwards, Clay Travis asked me if I believed what I heard. And I said I believed every word of it. He talked a lot about grace, and he talked about mercy, and he was very open about the blemishes in his life, the mistakes that he had made, and just how incredible his wife was, how incredible his family was to stand with him through what he went through. And I was curious to see how candid he would be now because he is now the head football coach at Liberty. He has at least gone through probably the worst of sort of the fallout from what went down and how was he going to react to it now that he has a job and he was still exactly the same guy. Just as candid today with Brent, Dawn, and Mickey, who crushed that interview. Um, some of the best radio I've heard on this station in a very, very long time. Just urge you to go ahead and listen to that. And as someone that you know trades in pop culture and gives you reviews for a living a lot of times, I can go ahead and give that one an A+, and say go ahead and listen to that. I was uh, proud to just be a colleague of someone that would have put uh, forth that level of quality and that level of uh, candor just in terms of that interview. So definitely go ahead and listen to that. This is a big six. I'm Jason Martin. As I said, I'm on Twitter at jmartzone, 615-737-1045. Didn't get to this last night because you guys wanted to talk about the call in the Saints-Rams game for the entire hour, but I wasn't nearly as upset about that, even though I'll talk about it a little bit more before the end of the program, some of the crazy things that have happened over the last 24 hours regarding that situation. But the most egregious portion of Championship Sunday, this is the one that we knew might well play a role before either game ever kicked off. And I've said this for a long, long time. I've said it behind a microphone. I've said it on social media. I've said it any chance I have had to talk about this. And it just drives me insane. The worst thing that happened on Sunday, as bad as that no call was, is the NFL's overtime rule, which even though they tweaked it, still makes so little sense as to leave my mind, and I imagine yours as well, in some state of shambles, wondering what to do with itself. And this is not because the Patriots won because of it, largely or entirely, because had the Chiefs done it, I'd still be saying the exact same thing. It is, quite frankly, asinine to a level never before seen that a coin flip basically can determine who goes to a Super Bowl after 60 minutes of physicality. It is ridiculous that a coin flip can often be the difference between a win or a loss. The NFL overtime rule has been and remains completely unacceptable. Coin flip, winner gets to take the football. If that team scores a touchdown, ball game is over. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. If they score a field goal, okay, then the opposition has a chance to answer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is dumb. Yes, it is harder to score a touchdown. I get that that might be a little bit of a better tweak, but it's still nowhere near enough. It is not often that I say baseball rules are far superior to football, 
but I'm not even going to go to the college football rule here yet. I'm going to Major League Baseball. The NFL overtime rules basically would be the equivalent of the visiting team in the top half of the 10th inning scoring a run and that being a wrap. It's ridiculous. You simply must, no ifs, ands, or buts, play an entire inning. Both teams must have an equal chance in every frame. If the Patriots score that touchdown as they did, the Chiefs then get the ball and they have an opportunity to match with a touchdown as well. And I don't care how long it takes, that should continue until one team succeeds and the other fails. And look, if the Patriots end up punting and the Chiefs then kick a field goal, okay, ball game. The arguments against doing this make no sense, especially the safety rules. Yes, we want these guys to be healthy. We want them to lead great lives. But we just ask them to kill themselves for an hour on the field, 60 game minutes, and then we're going to let heads or tails decide it from there in order to keep them healthy? Get out of here with that. Give me a break. What I inevitably hear on Twitter whenever I go with this concern is, hey, you need to win it in regulation or you you just got to deal with it because you didn't do enough to win, so stop your whining. This also is incredibly dumb because that statement does not exist on its own. It's not in a vacuum. Yes, you are technically correct. That team did not do enough to win it in regulation. But there is a gigantic, glaring neon sign of a problem with that line of thinking. Again, that team didn't do enough to win it in regulation. You are right. Neither did the other team. So why should they benefit from chance? What did we know when the coin was flipped in Patriots-Chiefs on Sunday? Whoever won it probably is going to win the game, especially if it's New England. The KC defense was gassed. They were the worst defense in football during the regular season. Bob Sutton was fired today, the defensive coordinator. And what else do we know? The KC offense was the best in football during the regular season. So, because the Patriots won the coin toss after regulation ended, the Chiefs have to put their reeling questionable, generally awful defense out there on the field against Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. And they have to leave their MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and all of those weapons, Williams and Hill and Kelsey and all those guys, plus by far the strength of their coaching staff, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, just sitting there watching the defense give up yards and eventually give up a touchdown. Folks, I can't describe the level of unequal to be found here, the sheer lack of balance of this rule. Brady scores a touchdown. Chiefs get the ball. Mahomes has his chance. If he can't match, okay, New England wins it. And, you know, my program director and good friend Brad Willis suggested another tweak, which is that touchdowns require two-point conversions in overtime. And I was thinking about it, and I think that that's a good idea, but I might just go further and say, how about we just eliminate extra points, period, in the NFL? How about we just go for two every time? But that's not a bad addition. Now, the NFL fears games bleeding over into primetime. They fear them not accepting and not, not ending in acceptable amounts of time. But I'm sorry, folks. After these dudes are out there putting their lives on the line for 60 minutes, it has got to be a better situation than a penalty kick shootout in soccer, and it's not. That's actually better than this. 
These were the four highest scoring offenses in the NFL. None were known particularly for their defense, KC especially. And so the worst unit of the eight, meaning the offenses and defenses of the four teams that were still alive to open Sunday, the worst unit of the eight by far has to make a stop in order to give maybe the best unit of the eight an equal number of possessions in overtime. And people are going to tweet me and say, well, just stop them then. If you can't stop them, you don't deserve to win. Again, neither team stopped the other enough to win it in regulation, so shouldn't both be asked to do the same things afterward in order to declare a winner? MLB teams that have a shorter bullpen, but they're out here loaded with bats, at least the sluggers get a chance to equalize the pitching deficiencies. It's just stupid. It's got to be changed, though it's probably never going to be. It's insanely bad, and it makes no sense. And you can throw out there that when it goes to overtime, only 52% of the time does the team that win the coin toss win the game. It doesn't matter. It's still imbalanced and dumb. And it also depends on which team it is. Kansas City had no defense. That defense was gassed. Both defenses were gassed. If the Chiefs had won that coin toss, I'm pretty sure we'd be looking at Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl right now. This isn't because it was the Patriots. It's because that coin toss determined who was going to the Super Bowl. After 60 minutes where we couldn't get a winner, heads or tails determined it. And the Patriots have benefited, I think, four times in the playoffs from this very kind of rule where they've won coin tosses. Remember the Super Bowl a couple of years with the Atlanta Falcons where they made that furious comeback. Coin toss situation, again, goes in their favor. It's 50-50. Doesn't mean it's balanced. If the Patriots score a touchdown and the Chiefs fail to score a touchdown when they're given the football, fine. That's like a one-run win in the 10th inning or the 15th inning or whatever it is. But the fact that if the Patriots are able to get into the end zone against the worst statistical defense in the NFL, that's a wrap. That's ridiculous. That, to me, it rings so false, and it infuriates me more and more every time I think about it and every time I see it. This is insanely bad, folks. It makes zero sense. And please call me and tell me I'm wrong at 615-737-1045. Please tell me that the coin flip doesn't determine these games and try to give me some other kind of logic that is out there. Please do. I would love to hear what you have to say. But there are many many, many billion-dollar businesses and jobs on the line, and we're putting the onus on a coin in an official's hand. Think about this. Because of that coin toss and because the Patriots just chewed up the field and got past the, the Chiefs, Bob Sutton was fired today. He'd still have a job, at least for right now, if the coin toss had gone the other way. Because chances are the Chiefs score a touchdown, win the game, and Kansas City's defense doesn't have a chance to throw away that chance for the Super Bowl. If you listen to me for the next decade, should I be blessed enough to still be able to do this job in a decade? I'm going to repeat this very same take 7,000 times unless it gets changed. And my take is always going to be right. We are putting the onus of a football game on a coin in an official's hand. You cannot make an argument not one that refutes this with any level of logic. But again, please try. You're entitled to your opinion. I see we've got six people on the line wanting to talk to me. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to take those phone calls. 
This is an objectively putrid NFL rule that makes no sense. And with all due respect to any other rule in sports, this one's worst because it's naive, it's imbalanced. Don't rules exist? Don't we have rules in the first place for balance? Isn't that the point to create a level playing field? What exactly was level about that coin flip? And what exactly was level about what it led to? Answer those questions. Six lines. If you're on hold, stay there. We take our first break and we come back off and rolling on fire tonight. Big six, one Oh four, five, the zone. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday to you. It's the big six here on one Oh four, five, the zone. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Follow me there, 615-737-1045. Loaded lines right now. Looks like a lot of people want to disagree with me. Josh tweets me, the OT rules have been sudden death or near sudden death for how many years? Teams should know to build their roster accordingly, knowing the game could ride on their D, keeping a unit out of the end zone for one drive. Uh, no, they shouldn't. Because it shouldn't come down to that in the first place. Both teams should possess the football an equal amount of times. Just like in baseball, you don't play half an inning. If you have a weak pitching staff, your batters are still going to have a chance in the bottom half of that inning to equalize. In the NFL, you have a weak defense, in this case a terrible defense in Kansas City throughout much of the season, playing against the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL and his offense after four quarters when they're gassed. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league this year. I would say, should be. I've made that case already. And he had to sit there on the sidelines, knowing probably in his heart that defense ain't going to be able to make a play for me. We're done. And that's what happened. So a 60-minute football game that was a classic, a great fourth quarter. Two teams that deserved better than for it to be that arbitrary and that imbalanced. Corey in Hendersonville leads us off tonight on the Big Six. Corey, what's up? Not much, man. Okay, so I, I don't disagree with you completely. The only thing that I'm disagreeing with you on the the premise of the coin flip, um, I agree there is imbalance when it comes to the NFL in overtime. You know, you mentioned with baseball, the home team, you know, has the competitive, like, has an advantage because they get an opportunity to come back, you know, in the bottom of the ninth inning, you know, in hockey, you know, and basketball, you have either a puck drop or a tip-off that determines, you know, who gets possession of the puck or the basketball. But in the NFL, what they need to do is move to a a similar format to college football, except not starting on the 25-yard line. Mm -hmm. Do your coin flip. Whoever wins that coin flip gets the opportunity to possess the ball first. They do the kickoff. If they drive downfield and score, the other team gets the opportunity to do the same thing. And then at that point, if you have both have, have scored, you start second overtime. Sure. And then maybe and then maybe swap possessions like how college football does, where then the team that just scored they get to get the ball again. Okay. Now, I mean, you're right. look. I agree with you 100. percent What you just said is right. I'm not saying the coin toss should be eliminated. I'm saying that the coin toss shouldn't just dictate that if one team scores, it's over. I agree. I love college overtime. I think that's exactly what should be done. And it should be at the 50-yard line or maybe even the 40-yard line, your own 40. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be that close. But regardless of how you do it, both teams should have an equal chance to touch the football. And you can flip possessions or you can just give it to the home team last or whatever you want to do. 
But I agree. I think you do use a coin toss. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying using a coin toss and saying, all right, Patriots win the toss. All right, Tom Brady's going to take the offense. If they score a touchdown, Chiefs, uh, you're headed home. You're not going to the Super Bowl. That is a terrible system. Terrible. Dan and Hermitage next. Dan, how are you? Oh, not bad. You have to understand something here. This is the NFL, and there's a price to be paid for having a substandard defense. But if you still want to talk about, you know, like you did earlier, about how well the uh, Patriots defense doesn't have a chance to go out there and either fail or succeed, what you really ought to be upset at is the vaunted Chiefs offense who managed zero points in the first half. Well, look, we can talk they about the first half. Look, wait, wait, wait. I appreciate your phone call. I, I know what you're saying. Yes, it was not a great half for the Chiefs. It was a 17-7 to game going into the fourth quarter, and then both teams exploded, and it ended up tied. You can't tell the first half story without talking about the second half. You can't say, well, they should have been able to, because basically what you're saying is they should have done more and should have been able to win it in regulation. It shouldn't have had to come down to their defense in overtime. You can say that, but the Patriots didn't win it in regulation either. They needed the coin toss to go in their direction so that they could go out against that substandard defense that you just talked about without having to place their own defense on the field at all because there was no chance for the Chiefs to actually match that. And you can flip it. You can take the names off because the Patriots, of course, elicits a lot of reaction. Change it. I don't care what you do. Put the Dolphins and the Bills in there. It does not matter to me what teams are involved. Again, if the Chiefs had benefited from this, I'd be making the exact same argument. This is an unbalanced, unnecessary system where rules and regulations exist to level the playing field. And after 60 minutes, this playing field was nowhere near level. Pat in Nashville is up next. Pat, what's up? Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Hey, so uh, you keep noting on level the playing field, but statistically, the winner of the coin toss in the NFL only goes on to win the game a little bit above 50% of the time. Yeah, that's true, and it depends on the matchup. I'm saying it shouldn't be dependent upon the matchup. You can make the 52% argument. I actually made that argument for you in the first segment of the show. Problem is... It should not come down to that. You can look at the percentages and say that that's how it generally goes, and we do have ties in the NFL and things like that. We had a decent number of ties this year. I'm saying it should not be that way because on its face, on the surface, if you look at it objectively, the rule favors one team, especially when you look at it and you say, all right, so neither team was able to get the job done in regulation. The Patriots' defense, a little bit better than the Chiefs' defense, but both those two defenses were gassed. Neither one of them was able to stop anything in the fourth quarter of that game as it continued to go. So whoever won the coin toss was almost assuredly going to score a touchdown, barring some craziness that went down. And if they score a touchdown, then that's it for the other team. That's unfair. If Mahomes had scored a touchdown, Brady should have had every opportunity to go score a touchdown. Brady, this time, scored a touchdown, so Mahomes should have had the same opportunity. And you keep on doing that, until one team fails to score a touchdown or one team fails to kick a field goal and then the other one then turns around and does it. If Brady had took the football and somehow did not score right there and the Chiefs then scored, fine, ball game. That's the bottom of the bottom of the 10th. That's it. You can't do it the way that you're doing it here. You can't make a logical argument as to why that makes sense just because, well, you should have to have a good defense in the league to win. Neither team had a standout defense. Neither of them did. Neither of them could stop one another. Neither of them did enough to win the game in regulation. So both should be asked to accomplish the same feat in overtime. 
in order to win, right? Or am I nuts? John in the Burroughs next. John, what's up? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not a lot, hey. man. Okay, yeah. I mean, first of all, I agree with you 100%. I mean, yeah, the rules are not fair. They, they should just go to the college system. I mean, the college system works great. It's exciting. I mean, one of the best games of the year was A&M, LSU. And it works in college. I don't see why it wouldn't work in the, in the pros. But my question is this. Why the selective outrage here? Okay, you, you are just absolutely beside yourself over the overtime rules of this game. At least in this game, the rules that were on the books were applied. I mean, was yesterday when you were talking about the Saints game, which was probably the worst no call that I've seen I in agree. 39 years of watching football. I agree. You're just like, yeah, hey, them's the breaks, man. That happens. You know. Whatever. No, I'm just saying there's human error. There's not anything that you can do about that. I'm, we did an entire hour, brother. I did an entire hour yesterday taking phone calls and talking about how bad that call was. There's nothing more that I can do about it because there's no recourse for us. That was a huge, gigantic missed call. You can say that it completely, not just robbed the Saints, but stole the football game away from them. I stopped a little bit short of that because there was still time left. Even if they had been able to score on maybe three downs, the Rams still had a couple of timeouts left because of bad clock management from Sean Payton earlier in that drive. But I spent an hour talking about that yesterday. Didn't even get to this topic because I wanted to let that one breathe enough. That's the benefit of radio over television. Television, I got 30 minutes, and I got three or four different blocks, and I've got uh, 105 seconds for this take, and then I've got two minutes for this take, and we've just got to keep it moving because it's got to stay on the script. The reason I love radio is because I can actually talk to you. You can get to know me. I can get to know you if you call this show and give your opinion, and we can just sit here and riff about it. If I don't get to whatever I have planned, then we'll just keep on going. But I gave it an hour yesterday, and I was going to talk a little bit more about it tonight, but a lot of you want to talk about this overtime rule. Because to me, it was, well, maybe it wasn't the biggest story because that call was so huge. But the overtime thing is something that's going to keep continuing. Because it's happened forever. And it makes no sense that the sport that makes the most money in this country by a wide margin has the worst rules when it comes to actually determining a winner in an overtime situation. It's unfortunate and it's unnecessary. And I'm saying it needs to be changed. I don't think it's going to be changed. I think it should be changed. 615-737-1045. 737-1045. Or you can tweet me as you already are tonight at jmartzone. Rob, William, Ted, hang on the line. we got to take a break. We will continue down this road. I want to talk about Carson Wentz, but just like I said, radio is a different media. If I don't get to Carson Wentz tonight, I don't get to it. I'll talk to you about this as long as you want to talk to me about this. This is a wide open forum, and you don't have to agree with me. Just make your takes sensible, and all of you have. I just think you're wrong. We'll be right back. Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Zone Traffic. Welcome back. Fiery Big Six here tonight on 104.5 Zone. Rosalie come and go from Ryan Adams off the gold CD deluxe edition. I said CD. I know that's not a thing for a lot of you. Still is for me. Physical media, FTW. Ryan Mudd is my producer. He's behind the glass, spinning the dials radio style for me tonight, doing a great job, taking a lot of your phone calls. I'm about to get back to those phones. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. 
615-737-1045. One of the arguments that a few people have made on the phones and via Twitter is that, look, those are the breaks of not having a defense. You should be penalized for that. Okay, fair. Except that neither team did enough to win the game. And the benefit for the team that has the better defense is that they have the built-in advantage of, well, it should be easier to score for them, right? So in overtime, they're still in the driver's seat. But why should their defense not be forced to go through the same experience the opposing defense does? Because they won a coin toss and therefore got to take another advantage because of that scenario? You see how absurd this sounds, folks? DJ in the borough next. DJ, what's up? Hi, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm a huge Patriots fan, been a Patriots fan all my life. But I totally agree with you. The coin toss is ridiculous. The rule should be that, all right, the Patriots get the ball. They win the coin toss. They go down. They score, okay? You give the other, you give the other chance. Yeah. You give the, you give the other team a chance to have a possession of the ball and go down to score. If they don't score, Patriots win. Right. That's exactly, it's, it's simple. Like somebody called yesterday and said, well, we need, we could change the rule and do all these things where you start at the 25. No, the next possession, you move back to the 35. Then you move to the 40. And then you move to midfield. And I kind of cut that guy off and I said, okay, well, I mean, in theory, I know what you're saying, but you are overthinking this. You are overcomplicating it. All you got to do is make sure both teams get an equal amount of times to possess the football. One turns it over and the other one scores. Okay, ball game. If one gets a touchdown and the second team can't score a TD because they're going for it on fourth down, obviously. They're not kicking a field goal. Okay, ball game. First team doesn't score, and the second team scores a touchdown. Obviously, that's going to be ball game. Both teams score a touchdown. We keep on playing. How? Why does this have to be difficult? It honestly doesn't. It's mind-numbingly easy to fix this. Rob in Nashville is next. Rob, what's up? Hey, I'm a huge Patriots fan, too, like that other caller. I'm going to say this. Okay. There's nothing... There's nothing I can say about this, but I'm going to say anyway. Now, out of the whole time that this uh, is being talked about and wanting to be changed, you know, it's just mighty funny now. People are talking about changing this rule now. Out of the beginning of the year or when this rule was first implemented, uh, this this should have been happening then. Yeah, you're right. right on the Patriots watch because they win this ball game. Now, so to me, it's a little unfair to, to the Patriots to even, uh, or a Patriots fan to hear something like this because if you, if they want to change, I mean, people should be uh, discussing that, you know, at the beginning when this rule was first implemented. Rob, you're not wrong. I have been. You can say people amorphously. And talk about people that have not. But I always have been. You can go back through tweets in the past. I have mentioned this before in games that had nothing to do with the New England Patriots except the fact that they also play in the National Football League. I'm not second-guessing this because Tom Brady won it. I wanted to see Kansas City win, but if it had gone down the same way, I would be making the exact same argument. This is irrespective of franchise, loyalty, or whatever. This is because the rule is nonsense. And it doesn't take very long to prove it out to be nonsense. So, yeah, you can say people should have. You're right. They should have. This rule never should have gotten off the ground to begin with. It shouldn't have had to be tweaked because it made no sense from the get-go. 
it is trying to get games over with quickly. That's generally the cause of it. That's what you usually hear. NFL doesn't want games bleeding into the prime time. They don't want them to run too long. Whatever. We just played 60 minutes. Can we at least get it right? Can we get it to where we actually believe that the winner deserved to win the game because at least the loser had an opportunity, an equal opportunity to win the game? Is that fair? Or am I asking too much? William in Nashville joins us next. William, what say you? William, hey, uh, go ahead. You know, I was just saying that, um, kind of like the last caller, uh, but if the Chiefs had won, I really don't think this would be argued. I mean, people really just always try and take a shot at the Patriots. I'm a huge Titans fan. But if the Chiefs had won and gone down, scored a touchdown, Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown pass, what be it, whatever, no one's talking about this rule today. No one cares. The Chiefs win, go to the Super Bowl. It's because the Patriots go down, do what they always do, score a quick touchdown ball game just like they did in the Super Bowl. That's an easy thing to say, and it may be true for a lot of people, but it's not true for me. There's one thing that I think you know about me behind this microphone. It is that there is authenticity here, and I'm genuine about this. I'm telling you I would have railed against this no matter what had happened because it's a bad rule, because it doesn't get you a victor that makes you feel good. We had two teams that won on Sunday that you could argue left a sour taste in the mouths of everyone watching that wasn't a fan of the team that won the game. I don't think that's what you want, despite how great the ratings were and despite how dramatic those football games were. All I want is a level playing field. I don't care what uniforms were involved in either situation. Both of them stunk to high heaven. And that second one especially didn't have to. The human error that comes from blowing a call, maybe that guy should never be allowed to referee again. If you miss that call, you maybe should not be an NFL official. It was terrible. The second thing was because of a coin toss and a rule that makes no sense because there's no equality behind it. Ted in the borough is next. Ted, what's up? Hey, Jamar. Listen, man, love your show. Thank you. And uh, I just want to start off by saying that you should probably change the name from the Big Six to uh, Totally Psychic Sports Talk because you, um, you, your opinions are right in line a lot of times with, with exactly what I'm thinking. And when you say that uh, your opinions are different from uh, from everybody else, I agree with that 100%. Because I know you would be talking about this. These guys kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think it would be such a big issue nationally if the Chiefs had won. Because everybody in the country, with the exception of the Boston area, wanted Kansas City to win that game. Agreed. Um, but I agree 100% that the rule is is terrible. It has been since the start. I've been watching the NFL my entire life. I'm 48 years old, huge fan, played the game, and I never understood how you could win a game based on a coin flip. And my opinion always was that it is it is completely unfair <clears throat> to the defensive team in the fourth quarter because you, you've played an entire professional football game. And at the end of a game, defenses are at a huge disadvantage most of the time. It's not every time, but they're at a huge disadvantage. And, and for you to have to go back out on that field and stop a team like uh, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady is practically impossible in the fourth quarter. And it is, it is completely unfair to have such high stakes and so much at, uh, on the line, history involved, uh, paychecks, legacies, to have it uh, taken away and not even have a chance. It's terrible. And while they're at it, they can just make the coaches challenge, uh, be able to challenge pass interference penalties because when you can lose so much yardage and lose a game over something like that, that's something that needs to, that needs to be in the control of the teams on the field and not so much in the hands of the officials. 
in my opinion. Yeah, look, love I don't, show, Jamar. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Ted. I look, I don't disagree with that at all, and I think maybe that rule is going to get changed. I don't know that you can do it all day long, but I think at least giving one judgment challenge a game, the way the CFL does it, at the very least, is something that should be looked into. There should be a chance within the final two minutes of a half or final two minutes of the game for a booth review on all of these kinds of things, even on judgment calls. Now, I don't want to see holding challenges because there's holding literally on every play that we've ever seen on a football field. But pass interference in a situation like this, you better believe that should have been able to be reviewed. Would have taken two seconds to get that right. And while we're at it, since he used that phrase, I'll use it too. Can we get a laser on the goal line? Tennis gets it right. Tennis has gotten it right for like a decade. Tennis. But the NFL can't get it right. We're still using index cards last year on Sunday Night Football to measure first downs. And we're still using the eye test and bad camera angles to determine whether or not a football crossed a goal line. It's insane to me how a sport that is so popular and so important and so much is riding on from a gambling perspective and everything else, how in the world so many things feel like they should be shot in black and white because they're so antiquated. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll be right back. One more segment to go. The Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. segment tonight's big six ball calls coming up next balls playing vandy right here in nashville tomorrow 3hl will be out there live sell out quite an atmosphere number one team in the country congratulations to them as likable as it gets too would love to see them be able to pull it off in march that's obviously going to determine the success or failure of the season and because it's rick barnes you know that narrative's out there i've asked that question of a couple of different vols experts on this program over the last few weeks. We've talked all hour about the overtime rule. I said I wanted to talk about Carson Wentz. I also said the beauty of radio is, I don't have to talk about Carson Wentz. I can wait a couple of days when I'm back on the air and talk about Carson Wentz then. If you guys have enough to say and want to say things about what's happening with the overtime rule in the NFL, which I believe is the worst rule in all sports because it's completely imbalanced. And you guys have made some arguments outside of that. We can agree to disagree on that, and we'll go back and, and take a couple more calls here. Chandler in Columbia is next. Chandler, how are you? Hey, how are you doing tonight? Appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. i got to respectfully disagree with you sure. on the overtime rule. If you can't kick the ball off, defend a full 80 yards, and keep the other team from scoring a touchdown, I don't think you have a complaint. The Chiefs' defense was below average all year. They needed Mahomes to score 38 and 45 points a game to bail him out. And he wasn't able to do it this time, and that's why they're at home right now. I mean, yeah, look, I get that, but the Patriots defense didn't weren't asked to do the same thing that the bad Kansas City defense was in overtime in that game. And again, you can take the uniforms away and take the teams away and just look at it overall. One team, just call them Team A and Team B. One team is going to get the football, and if they score a touchdown, ball game's over. And if you're not able to defend it, then Team B loses. But Team B can't put their offense out and make Team A at least have to defend once as well. Each time. To me, that is the very definition of imbalance. Yes, if Kansas City had a better defense, that's good. But the Patriots already have the built-in advantage of the fact that they get to do this in overtime, tick for tat, against Kansas City's defense, which is terrible. So all the Patriots have to do is make one stop. 
on one series against Patrick Mahomes in that offense. And then New England wins the game anyway. And they're already, again, they're playing against a defense that's gassed and a defense that's not very good. So you're giving them two advantages then, and one of them is completely erroneous and shouldn't happen. And that's the one where we're going to give them the football because they want a coin toss. And if they go score a touchdown, ball game's over. Patrick Mahomes, great job. Enjoy your MVP. You never got on the field. That's silly. Kevin in the borough next. Kevin, what's up? Hey, um, got a comment, maybe a, um, a solution to all okay. this. What if we, you know how everybody gets the flip in the beginning of the game and most teams defer to the second half? Well, instead of making the obvious choice, what if they had a choice to maybe take the uh, flip and take the uh, ball the first half and then also has the choice of overtime? If there's an overtime, because everybody goes to the second half, and, and, and to go back, we'll go ahead and let me hear what you got to say for a second. Well, I mean, you can't assume that you're going to overtime. That's the problem: is that not enough games go to overtime for that to make any sense. If a, if a team deferred to overtime and then gave up the football in the second half as a result of that, that coach would probably be the next Marty Morningweg taking the wind. In Detroit, like you, it, that you, there's nothing wrong with the coin toss happening again in overtime. It's just that both teams still should have a chance to possess the football each time. It doesn't matter. The coin flip itself, it's not the problem of the coin flip. It's the problem of one team gets the football, and if they score a touchdown, that's game set and match. And to me, that's yeah, but you're unequal. Not, but you're going to prolong the game. You're you're saying, okay, let the first team go. Just make believe they score a touchdown. Second team goes, they score a touchdown. Whether you do a kickoff, you start a 40-yard line, whatever you do, the both teams got to start equal place. Yes. So if the first team doesn't score, Correct. say the first team doesn't score a field goal or a touchdown, doesn't do either one, right. where do you, where's the second team take the ball? At the 40, or do they get a new kickoff, or do they continue from where the ball ended? I would say it probably is a kickoff because you have to look at it from an equal playing field. Right, you got to do you, the same thing, same place. Yeah, but so if, if you want to just score. keep it – well, wait, if you do want to just keep it playing – where if the defense makes a stop on their on the opponent's own 30, then okay, yeah. because they're going to get the football back after a punt. You just keep playing football, but both teams have to have a chance. And if somebody scores a touchdown, then obviously it's going to be a kickoff unless you've started them on the 40-yard line. I'm fine with them kicking the ball off in overtime and playing football again. I'm just saying that yeah. it's not football to have one team possess the football, and if they score a touchdown, your football game is over. And then you go touchdown, touchdown, then field goal, field goal, and then now you have a long, long game. Sure, I but agree. that's fine. One team probably shouldn't have it, but I was thinking it's make it's, it's a hard it's a hard way to make a solution. So I thought, well, let's nobody wants the first ball the ball in the first half. So if you're willing to take the guts to take the first half kickoff, you also got the overtime. If there's an overtime, would you take that chance? <sighs> let's see if you, are you but you don't think they. They would do it. No, I think that's asking too much. I mean, that's an interesting way out of the box philosophy, but you can't make decisions at the beginning of a football game based on maybe this is going to overtime and we'll benefit from that. I Both teams have to possess it. I don't care how many coin flips that you have to do. If you have to do one at the beginning of the game and then one leading into overtime, I'm just saying whoever wins that coin flip shouldn't just be able to score a touchdown and that's it. At any point, that should not happen. Daniel in Hendersonville next. Daniel, what's up? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to make the point that I, no one else has made this evening. Um, they had them a third and ten like three or four times. Correct. I feel like 
they could have made one play and nobody's talking. I mean, you say they're a bad defense and they've given up a lot of points, and that's true, but they had them at third and ten. I'm not in front of a computer, so I'm not sure if it was three or four times, but, I mean, they had every chance in the world. That's the money down. That's when you have to get off the field. You're right, and they couldn't do it, and they haven't been able to do it all season long. But the thing about it is they did not have every chance because their offense didn't have a chance to be on third down and force the Patriots to make the stop. Again, in a vacuum, if you're taking what you just said just by itself, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. They did have every opportunity to get off the field. Problem was, Kansas City's offense didn't have an equal amount of opportunities to get on the field. William and Antioch's next. What's up? I said, man, thank you for taking my call, though, but, man, that is perfectly right. You give the team the options of in that overtime that if they score a touchdown, they can go for two or they go for one. But the other team got to get the offense out there to balance the game out. How can you be fair to either team if you give a team a chance to do one thing and don't give the team the other team the chance to do that? I agree. You're absolutely right. we got about 10 seconds, John. Make it quick. White's Creek. Okay. Yeah. You with us? Do like the college does. Each team gets the ball. One scores a field goal. The other scores a touchdown. They win. Amen. They both score a field goal. Then it goes to they have to score a touchdown. Both of them score a touchdown. The third time they have to score. Each of them has to score a touchdown and go for two points. Look, two point I'm fine with. Just make it equal. That's all I'm saying. Let's make you smarter on the way out the door. So Bob Sutton was fired today as Kansas City's defensive coordinator. That D was terrible. We've talked about it all uh, hour long. But how about this? This is incredible about the other side of the ball for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, first five losses. 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, 8.7 yards per attempt, a 112 passer rating. Tom Brady's first five losses, 15 losses, 18 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, five yards per attempt, 62 passer rating. Not one of these losses was on Patrick Mahomes. And that is why he's a runaway MVP in my eyes. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night. Vol calls next.